Alright, I guess it's probably a little hypocritical to say, oh man, I wish that somebody would listen to my podcast, but, and then, well, and then say that I only listen to one podcast, because, uh, <coughs> as many of you know, I used to really like the Nick Apollo podcast that he did on Sirius XM. And this, that Joker's done lots of other things, but that was the only thing that I ever consistently listened to. So now that he's off the air and making his own station, radio station, podcast, whatever, studio, in his basement of his house, then um, <laughs> I listen to Sam Roberts, Jim Norton and Sam Roberts on Sirius XM channel 103 and this is the second time that they've put on a best of show actually two best of shows back to back um you know in the beginning of the week so that just leaves me with really nothing to listen to these days i really don't want to listen to the news so i'm so tired of the news and, um, yeah, the, the dissatisfaction that I have with the news, it does come a little bit from having that argument with my mom about, you know, uh, biases in the media. And so I would say something like, well, you get all your information from Fox News, and she always wants to retaliate with you get yeah that was a performance anxiety issue and I think it's going to happen again here in just a second I hear the jingle jangle of people coming my way okay um yeah I hear it it's really really unnerving when I hear that um, but what I was saying was, they put up, a, you know, a, uh, when my mom would say something like, okay, well, I would say, you get your information from Fox News. And she says, well, do you, don't you listen to Bill Maher? Don't you listen to Ann's or, uh, uh, um, what's the one chick? I don't know. She mentions all these people that I don't, I don't watch. I don't watch liberal media consistently, but I don't watch, I don't watch Fox News. I mean, I just don't. There's no reason at all whatsoever I would want to watch that because it's so wrong. It's biased. It's fake. It's wrong. It's lies. It's paid for by bad people. But um, Rachel Maddow, she says, don't, don't you get your information from Rachel Maddow? Don't you listen to Bill Maher? I'm like, Bill Maher, are you fucking crazy? Isn't that guy just on uh, HBO? I don't have HBO. Even so, I, I don't I don't like the way he uses the N-word to get a reaction. That was kind of shitty. He needs to go the way of Michael Robert, Michael Richards. You know, just say the N-word and then all of a sudden you don't get to work anymore. And that guy's done nothing. 
said the n-word on stage. So, um, what was I saying? Uh, I guess to finish that thought up would be that I do occasionally listen to CNN on on Sirius. I don't know why. I thought it was. I, I thought it was non-biased. I, I really did. I thought it was non-biased. But there is a certain tone of anti-conservative rhetoric, I think. And of course, they're not going to just blatantly admit that. But yeah, I, I kind of get the idea. Like, it, it doesn't matter what the real news is, but if the president tweets something. They don't even think about if it's if it's a a, uh, a good thought or if it's a real idea or if it's they just jump on it like it's evil, no matter what. And they kind of put that energy out there like he tweeted this. I can't believe it. And that's the way Twitter is too. You know, every time he tweets something, but then again, he tweets shit to get these kinds of reactions to people. He's a lot like me in the way he writes because he says, he puts these little subtle little things in to his tweets that, you know, kind of make you think or, you know, make you make an assumption on what he's saying. And, you know, it's usually the assumption is right. Like, he'll say something that's just a little racist or something. I mean, and put something out there that, that that sounds like he's passive aggressively almost trying to criticize someone. And uh, I mean, I don't passively aggressive criticize people, but I do try to I try to write things and then have those little things kind of make you think. Like there's, it's not just, it's, I guess it's hard to explain. I try to put subtle suggestions into my writing. So you read it, and then eight seconds later, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, this kind of, he's trying to make this point, but he's not saying it outwardly. He's not admitting that that's what he's talking about. Anyway. This fucking performance anxiety. I hate it with working on this whole bunch of people around me nearby who are not listening to headphones. Because that means probably listening to me. So, um, I tried playing with the app just for a moment last night before I went to bed. And I realized that I can just download all kinds of cool um, songs, I guess, off the internet. And there was one that was supposed to be included in this particular uh, episode, but um, because it was a separate day, now it's going just out there all by itself. It's just one song. And to have it on this podcast. 
So I don't know. I, I just uh, I understand that there's a lot of apps out there. I was looking at all of the platforms that are available for me, and there are just so many different app, uh, podcasts and apps. Okay, I have to put a record scratch in here real quick. Time out. So that's the song <clears throat> that I was talking about. It's called Electric Feel by MGMT, I believe is what it was. Uh, never had heard it before. And I was just playing around with the app. And it, I mean, I was, I guess I thought that I could only play songs that I had in my own library, but evidently I could just uh, look up songs from anywhere, which is understandable because it's probably a way that artists say, okay, I'll, uh, I'll let you guys use, well, they probably, I don't know, does Anchor actually pay these artists? Because this is a pretty random artist. I, I don't imagine they have, like, like, the, like, Justin Bieber-like following never heard of MGMT, but then again, I'm, I'm over 40, so my musical tastes are either antiquated or they're just too dad-like, and I'm just a, an old dad. I don't really listen to the same stuff that everybody listens to, I don't think. People my age, I mean, they might like music from the 70s or 80s, 90s. 90s music is very popular. But MGMT, that just sounds like some kind of New York City style, very young band, which I wouldn't have anything, any knowledge of. <clears throat> so, anyway, um, <clears throat> I think that there's. The ability to do stuff, cutting and trimming and editing, when you have the app on a on an iPad. When I say iPad because I tried, I tried like opening it up on my Android, my stupid Android device, which my wife is so sweet for getting it for me for me to have my own tablet but she wanted me to play this game that I usually play. She wanted me to play that game on my own tablet instead of using my, we call it my daughter, we call it Pearl's tablet because it's, it was Carrie's and then she just kind of handed it off to her. So, um, so that way all my kids have their own tablet. But they're all i i tablets. They're all Apple, and so I play a certain game that I like. You know, you got these people out there that have all these apps. Look, my kids, all these apps and stuff on their tablets, and they have just multiple games. I say multiple, like my seven-year-old son, multiple games on their tablets, they get bored with them, you know, they're, they're just kind of one 
hit wonder kind of games. Like rolling a ball or the one with the motorcycle jumping thing and the, you know, Angry Birds type stuff. But I have one, just one, that I play. And it's, uh, it's akin to the old mech warrior type games from, again, back in the 80s, 90s. And, uh, you know, this technology was, was new. There was a mech, I think it was like a mech warrior game that was on PC that some of my friends had. At least one of my friends had. And uh, I really liked it because it was cool. You'd get in the mech and you ride around and you try to uh, destroy other mechs. But this is where, this is an online thing. So we have online players from all over the world. And lots of different mechs and weapons. And just the most fun I've ever had. In life, it's just the most fun game I've ever played, and I do like it. And I've been playing it for a very long time, but it takes up a bit of memory on her tablet. I'm not gonna lie, it takes up a bit of memory and space. And whenever I play it, it zaps the battery pretty quick. Well, not pretty quick, but it does zap the battery. And it uses the battery up. And so my wife wanted to get me my own tablet so that, you know, just have it on my own tablet. And I wouldn't have to use hers in any way. And so the game couldn't be transferred over. They have a lot of inventory built up and stuff over the probably years years that I've been playing this game. I can't transfer it. And even if I could, I don't know if it would work on an Android. I mean, it just just was impossible to do. I think. Pretty sure it's impossible. So, I have this tablet that's, you know, it's it's an Android. I do what I can with it. got the Alexa, the voice-activated Alexa that's built in, like the Alexa, well, got the Alexa app thing built in, so I can, I can actually just talk to it by voice, which is, which is good, we like that, we like Alexa, I have some of those in our house. While we were on vacation, I was able to look in like a drop cam, look in on the cat. And once in a while, I would see her sitting in front of her food bowl with the food container, like trying to figure out how to open it and pour the food in her bowl. She's so hungry all the time. Because my kids, they feed her like a lot of, multiple times a day. So the cat was is used to getting fed a whole lot, and she didn't get that same amount of food when we were on vacation. We just had our neighbors who were nice enough to come by and feed the cat 
for us. It's very, very kind of them to do that. They have the best neighbors. And they try to like compensate us every time they can because what we do is we drive like, their, their girls to school. So, anyway, I gotta take a break here. I know this is very quiet and annoying, but we shall be right back. So that's kind of fun, um, just putting random songs on here that I've never heard of. <clears throat> so I might just try to keep doing that. Um, performance, performance, performance. So yeah, um, I'm not getting nearly enough exercise, you guys. Um, I'm really just, whoa, have I let myself go? That's kind of what it feels like. As soon as I turned 40, it all went downhill. It's just, how terrible is that? It doesn't really seem fair now, does it? That was at the same time that... I had to stop using my medical marijuana card, and to be completely honest with you, that stuff kept me thin, but that was partly because all I was doing was smoking. I didn't care about eating. Like I might have snacked or something, but I wasn't just having the munchies all the time, every time. Um, yeah, this sucks. I got performance situations going on, and it's annoying. I gotta get over it. I know I've done that before. I've gotten over this this anxiety that I get when I just can't. I guess that's why people want to use their own studio. They just want to go in their own studio and they want to be able to do their thing. They can even take calls without people listening in. So that's kind of what I was looking for when I was playing around with the app at home. Because I guess when you have it on a tablet, it's, a, it's quote unquote intuitive and you can cut and add and, and edit and do things a little more easier. I guess those buttons are there, they're available to you. So I'm gonna have to look into it if I get a chance. I get a chance to, I will. It's always, it's always shitty like this when I'm working and I have to nap and I got the kids at home. I got the kid in the, in the either arm brace or now it's a cast. So going in the pool and getting all that going just seems like an even bigger hassle than before. So, and it's really hot, so I want, I want to be in the pool, I do. 
want to be in there. But I can't just... I can't leave it open. The minute I do that, one of my kids will drown. I know it. And I just, I'm too tired to just be doing that. I'm dragging this damn extra 15 pounds around. Really, it's 10 pounds. 10 pounds overweight. But when you think of something, somebody who's 10 pounds overweight, I mean, that doesn't really... You, you might not imagine, like, a really fat person, but it feels like a real burden. 10 pounds is... You know, like, when they show you what 10 pounds of fat looks like, they show you that yellow... Like a Dr. Oz might show you this big glob of yellowish, orange, like, uh, schmutz, like a gelatinous glob. They said, this is what 10 pounds, this is what 5 pounds of fat actually looks like. And for every, every pound that I have on me, it's, you can imagine, it's, it's that. It's like having those big globby sacks of fat. It's not like there's 10 pounds of hidden muscle or 10 pounds of fat that's kind of like all love handles. It's not all one thing. It's just it's, it's a gut. It's a muffin top. It's the beginning of a bad muffin top is what it is. And I just I, I, when I was a nurse afford to go to the gym and I would go to the gym either every day or every other day and I would get a lot out of going to the gym and I, now I have neither the time nor the money to, to, to spend on going to the gym and again oh whose fault is that it's my fault I think I gave up going to the gym. No, I didn't give up going to the gym before all this. I was still going to the gym while I was drugging. And when I was shooting up, I was shooting up in the parking lot of the actual gym. What a mess. So yeah, summertime, I can't get away from my family. Even yesterday, I went upstairs to my son's room. I put his Mr. Gold into a, an aquarium. See, I found an aquarium on the side of, you know, out at the end of somebody's driveway. They were throwing it away um, several months ago, probably like six months ago this happened. And it was a fish tank, you know, it's like all scaly and gross and probably tried to clean it and like, oh, forget this. It's too hard to do this. You can get that fishy, scaly stuff in the tank, and it's just impossible to get it off. So somebody put their fish tank out. Their fish probably all died. Like, okay, I'm done with this, or the wife wants it gone, or whatever. So they put the fish tank out at the at the end of their driveway for somebody to take before the big trash trucks come and just take it anyway. And I looked at it, and I was thinking that the boy 
really wanted to have a reptile, like a snake. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just grab it and we can use it for like a snake or a, a lizard of some kind, iguana. Off topic for a second, I saw uh, something online saying that people are eating iguanas in Florida. Eh, good for them, I guess. They're everywhere. But anyway, I got this fish tank and I saw I had the plant in there. It had the pump, like the filter, the, the top of the thing with the, with the light apparatus. And so, even rocks. I have rocks? I don't know if I had rocks, but... I mean, here's a guy who put this thing out at the curb thinking that he just... He didn't want to see it just go in the trash. Like, there was no cracks in the glass. It, it looked like it was in good shape. It was just all scaly and, you know, not clean. Because it's hard to clean it. It's hard to clean those things once they get like that. I know it been around aquariums all my life growing up. My dad put a couple of them in the house. And my former brother-in-law had a, a nice uh, saltwater aquarium that he liked. He had to move it once. It's a real pain. And I used to like to see him at the pet store. But, yeah. So, what I did was I picked it up, I took it home. And I put it on a shelf in the garage, and I just kind of forgot about it for a while. You know, in the back of my mind, I, I kind of thought I wasn't even gonna, wasn't even gonna end up doing anything with it. I'd probably just end up throwing it away myself. It's always what happens. Carrie goes into the garage. As soon as the weather gets nice, she goes in there and starts fucking with my shit. Picks up all my stuff, puts it in a pile or something stupid like that, and just that. It really irritates me a lot. And I've learned from, actually, I've learned from Will in my uh, home group. Now, that's something that is something that pushes my buttons, you know? And, you know, it, that would be a perfect opportunity for me to be like, why do you do this? You know it pushes my buttons. And it's an excuse to get angry, and it's, it's an excuse to use, whatever. Anyway, getting back to the fish tank. I looked online, I saw that you can clean it with CLR, as long as you use the CLR, and then you only you dilute it one part to 20 with water, and you only leave it in the tank for two minutes while you're cleaning it, and then rinse it at least six times. I did all that, and that tank looks brand new. It looks completely beautiful. There's no, no scale in it. There's no calcification in it. And you can see the pumps. The pumps and you know the plasticky parts have some kind of built-up stuff on it, and. You know, I, I could just kind of clean that off as best I can, but it's not hurting anybody. But the glass looks great. So, and I had it out in the backyard, actually. I, I wasn't dumb enough to think that I could put fish in it in the backyard in Arizona. It's 109 degrees yesterday. 
but I, I also looked online and saw that you can grow plants when you have it outdoors. Um, but I didn't really do that. I just had water sitting in it. I thought maybe in a way to help dilute that chemical residue that might be left over from the CLR cleaning. And um, then I went on vacation and I, I just let the water sit in there the whole time I was gone. A tiny, tiny bit of algae started to appear. I just wiped that off. And uh, Mr. Gold's fish tank, see, the thing was, he's, he's getting, he is getting pretty big. He did. We put him in a really small fish tank, half a gallon or something. And it kept getting cloudy. Like every week I was changing the water. I just, we all, we all decided that it was time to get something new for him. And here we have this fish tank. Well, so I, I put the fish tank in this room and I was planning on filling it with water. And I, we went to the pet store and I, and I brought my daughter and my, my oldest son. I saw some sand. Instead of gravel, there was some sand. And it was, Cichlid. This first cichlids, you know, the African colorful fish. They're not very attractive fish, but they're kind of colorful. And I guess, you know, in my opinion, it's like the most colorful fish that you can get for a freshwater aquarium. You know, so it's not saltwater fish that are always very cool looking and uh, colorful, have bright colors. But, you know, I'm like, I kind of like this one, and Seamus didn't care which one I got, really. And I was carrying it around, and we're looking for light bulbs for the thing. Pearl kept trying to get us to go back over to see the cats, which I would probably do the same thing if I were a six-year-old girl. But, you know, had it been just me... I would have read the back of this bag of sand and realized that it was specifically for cichlid fish and it maintains, it helps maintain a high pH, so it's more alkaline. A high pH in the fish tank. And that's not really what I want for the goldfish. Goldfish tank was getting cloudy because it kind of like excretes acidic sort of residue, I think from its skin and, and waste, it, it makes the water acidic, and he doesn't, he, he likes it like that, Mr. Gold likes the water to be like that, but it gets cloudy, so that was the whole reason why we ended up having to, decided that we had to get him a new fish tank in the, in the first place, but um, anyway, the sand that I got it's intended to maintain a high pH, which is not what I want for Mr. Gold. Um, but I got some, what was that, red, 
you know, like a chlorine testing kit, the red solution. Forget what it's called. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. And it helped me test the water to see if it was acidic. And I was comparing the water in the new tank to the Mr. Gold's old little tank. And it seemed to be just about exactly the same, at least now. I suppose I'll have to keep monitoring it. So I ended up putting it in there, and I put the fish in there yesterday, and I'm really hoping for the best. I hope that he lives and does well there. Really, really do. So getting back to where I started was that um, I wanted to get away from like my wife and my kids because they were so annoying yesterday. They were just making all this noise and talking to me. And I went up to my son's room, which turns out is just a very comfortable room. It's got the fish tank going and it's good temperature, good lighting. There's TV there. There's uh, Alexa. So I'm listening to the radio, and everybody just comes up where I am. It comes into the room, starts playing, and then fighting, and then crying, and then screaming. And so then I end up having to leave that room and go to a different room. So I might have to listen back. I'm going to have to listen again and just see where I, I got off tangent here. I got off of the topic. But it, I think it had something to do with, A, having a, a studio in my house, someplace where I can um, just do this wonderful uh, podcast craft in, you know, in a place where I don't have to worry about performance anxiety or uh, have the, the time and the availability of time that I can edit and do things that I want. B, that I need to be alone, have some alone time, get away from my family, be in my, my kid's room where it's comfortable, man. It's more comfortable in his room than it is my own room. And that's because my room is covered with two weeks worth of laundry, clean laundry on the floor. Maybe I'll be able to tackle that. And then uh, lastly, the thing about the fish and the clean fish tanks, I don't know. I'm going to go back and look at where I started in this whole thing, this, this uh, segment of this episode, because I'm lost. I'm completely lost of where I was, where I, what I was trying to, what the point I was trying to make. I'm all over the place tonight, people. So let me just take another break. I've got nothing else to do since there's no podcast to listen to. I got no Jim and Sam, Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. I can't listen to them because they did another best of, which is bullshit. Sam Roberts is going on vacation. That's why. That's why it's the best of show because Sam is on vacation. Gay. Alright, be back in a few. Hold on, wait a minute. I've got to check.
I gotta find my phone. I don't know where I put it. And also the name of the of that red stuff that helps you phenol red. That's what you use to check for pH. Oh shit, where is my phone? I have no clue. Oh, wait, here it is. Alright, so I'm going to take another break. Maybe even take a piss break. Like you wanted to know that. Anyway. Look forward to having another uh, musical interlude segue back into the show when we come back. Alright, well I thought I'd put a song on there uh, as a segue, like I said I like to do now, which is kind of fun. So I'm going to keep playing with that little option, if I can. Uh, Okay, so what I was uh, discussing earlier before the break, I had said that, you know, I forgot why I was talking about... uh, Forgot why I was talking about my kid's room, I guess. And uh, yes, I, I like the fish tank up there. It's, it's pretty cool. But the idea was that that was going to be the place where I was going to be able to relax, sit back, and work on this podcast. Have like a little studio there in my kid's room. So, yeah, that was it. I listed that as option A of what the fuck I was talking about, and it was option number one or A, or I forgot. <laughs> I don't know. I guess something about my brain, you know, it's not the way, it doesn't work, kids, if you're listening. You, you have a really good memory. You can remember all the little special moves on your Nintendo Entertainment Center, you know, uh, cheat codes and... Um, all kinds of stuff, little details, movie quotes, things like that, and then when you get older, your brain doesn't work as well, it's true, it's unfortunate, but it is true, your brain doesn't work as well as it did when you were a kid, and that's what I find, I don't remember things, my memory's not so great, I guess that's why old people always, you know, write stuff down. Next thing you know, they got a memoir, they publish it. They make the New York Times bestsellers list for writing garbage. I mean, look at, look at uh, uh, um, Amy Roloff. She wrote a cookbook, dude. She, quote unquote, wrote a cookbook. And if you've ever watched her show... you would know that she sucks at cooking. She's not a cook. not a chef. She's a shitty cook. She does stuff like makes cakes, which is my biggest criticism of her. She'll bake a cake from a mix, of course, and she leaves it in the pan. She frosts it in the pan that she baked it in. Stick a couple candles in it and call it done. I mean, that is just really... 
really lacking on presentation. I've watched enough cooking shows also to know, man, that that's just garbage. That's just such hack, hack work. Pathetic. But yeah, I mean, you could just write your stuff down when you're older because you don't remember. And you you might be surprised. You get a hit show or you get a... And you start becoming a writer for a show, or you write good jokes that are worth, you know, going on stage and delivering. That's really been a huge interest of mine as of late, with the whole comedy thing. A lot of you do know that I have been writing down a lot of jokes. I actually tried a couple of them out on my family while I was in Costa Rica. And I got really nice, hearty laughs, you know? I think uh, when I think about these laughs that I got, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with myself. So it's possible. It's possible. It really, really, really is. I got a 10 minutes worth of shit. And even so, I mean, a guy like me, a guy like me, it's not really expected to be able to do more than a couple minutes. We should be lucky if we get to do 10 minutes. I always hear about comedians doing 10 minutes or 15 minutes, five minutes. Or if they're going to do like 30 minutes or something, had the Amy Schumer thing where she she buzzed in and took over somebody's set, you know, for five minutes, I guess she said, because she was working on some material from for a Saturday Night Live monologue, which I've mentioned this already on the podcast. She did that, and it was a, it was a big deal, except that the comedian that she did it to didn't make a big deal about it, so... Um, that was that was good on him because he would have been ridiculed for you know saying something about it. He would have been ridiculed for complaining. He would have been you know. Although I still don't I don't remember the guy's name. So, <clears throat> so and then there was um, Rich Voss. We always hear about this guy on Jim Norton and Sam Roberts' podcast. Named Rich Voss, and he is, I guess, a legendary comedian. Well, whatever. Not as funny as Jim Norton. Not as funny as Nick Powell. He's just not. Just some old timer. And these, these comedians all know each other, work with each other, they have stories about when they're at the same clubs as each other. Boss, I guess, I don't know, he, he, he did something with somebody's stage time and ticket, or he went over, or he promised him, because I guess he's a club owner, and he, has, but, um, he promised something, like the amount of time, and then he only gave half of that much, I don't know, either way, um, Things happen, and, and the idea of having like a one-hour special 
like, uh, I don't know. We watched one of them and listened to one of them on vacation. And even now, I can't remember the dude's name. So, I guess just go under the name Chico Hunter because you're not going to remember my name anyway. I think that's probably a childish Gambino good idea. Just give yourself a fake name. Tell everybody. You're going to pick up a drink at Starbucks? Leave a fake name. He's gonna, if somebody asks you what your name is, just give them a fake name. Give them a fake name. And the best name, fake name, is King Dong. Okay, so that's a little tiny bit of dead air time. This is about the time when I wish I could have a caller or a co-host. Not much that you can get done at 4 o'clock in the morning. Not much that I can get done at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm making a shit ton of noise with these boxes, but I'm cutting up these boxes. So I'm putting all this shit on the shelf, and I'm, I'm way behind, but I think I'm going to be getting a little bit of help tonight, possibly. If not, fuck it. I'll just... I'll just leave later. Just leave later. Getting getting paid a little bit of money, not a lot. Not enough. Not I'm not making enough money in case anybody was worried that I thought I was getting enough money. I'm not, don't worry. God forbid I make money. Because of what I've done. Oh, don't be so self-loathing, he said. I have no idea where these pampers go. I'm just going to put them on the shelf. Baby drive. Oh, they go here. Um, so, yeah, my sister and brother-in-law are still in Costa Rica. And they're just living my good life. She's coming home relatively soon. Back. Oh shit, yeah, a couple days. They spent a full on month, uh, month of June. They spent. Mm. And that's fine. You can spend a lot of time in Costa Rica. It's a nice, it's a nice place. And they weren't going to run out of money. Like, I would. I would run out of money if I had to stay there. If I stayed there. Not if I had to stay there, but if I stayed there. I would run out of money. Definitely. Not really, of course, but pretty close. Pretty close. I would would definitely run out of cash. The thing in Costa Rica was, it's like any other tourist place, when you go and they know that you're an American, they really gouge you. We talked about the $14 pancake syrup. Did we? Okay, we went to a, like a bodega-type grocery store, and the pancake syrup was $14 for an American to pay. Probably would be um, the equivalent of maybe three dollars or two dollars for a local 
but um, so they really they, they take advantage but you know if you've been to the Bahamas St. Thomas you've been to like British Virgin Islands if you've been to any place where you know the, the economy is mostly based on tourism you're gonna find this shit of course you're gonna find that the, the only thing that was different here was that the guys will make a deal with you and then kind of like blatantly renege on that deal, whatever you came up with. So even though I, I got something in writing for one of the things that I'm talking about, like it was horseback riding, I got some shit in writing. And still, when it came time to pay up, you know, to do the job, they didn't do what we paid them for. We kind of tried to scam, just run some scam. So we're just, uh, that's probably why my brother-in-law is pretty harsh with the help. Because he's very sick of it, sick of the way these guys try to take advantage all the time. It seems like that was what was going on. They were just taking advantage. They always do. Like, they're kind of like, not, like, almost like they're lazy and they don't want to do the, the work. They're not very, the work ethic isn't super great and they think that they can get away with this shit. Uh, I mean, in, in, my, in my perspective, that's like somebody who needs to get their ass beat if they're going to pull shit. Like, you tell them you're going to do something, you pay them for a service, and they don't fulfill that service to you the way that you agreed upon, either verbally or even, even on paper. So that's what happens in Costa Rica. Just not honorable, not very honorable people. Pleasant enough. And um, they don't have a they don't have a lot of that. You can tell the difference between a local and an and American because the Americans are always chunky. Even me, compared to these local people, I was chunky, feeling chunky even. I don't like that. That's got to stop. I don't know what to do. I I don't really think I eat as much as I used to. But again, I was, I was, I was getting issues and I was eating, but then I would stop and be like, okay, next thing I want to do is go hit more weed, go smoke more weed. So that's what I would do. And I would take care of whatever it is I was trying to do. Um, so... I have to do something, and at the moment, my toe is kind of banged up, but it feels fine at the moment. It's hard to explain what happened. We're out. There's a, a rocky enclave at the edge of the cove. I guess you would call it a, a cove. That's, that's where the house is located. It's kind of within a little... 
and you know these rocks along the outskirts, like the out outer edges. You know, they turn into tide pools when the water goes um, when the tide goes out. There's tide pools. You know what I'm talking about. So it's super hard to walk on. It's slippery and uneven. And, you know, you're worrying about falling down. And then we didn't have a boat, so we couldn't really just go out. We wanted to fish, was the deal. And my mom made a big point to take us to Cabela's, get fishing equipment for Seamus. And we we didn't have a boat. So what we did was use boogie boards, slippers, to carry ourselves and our equipment, fishing pole, just one, out to this rocky spot where that's, that was really good. And it is, it is a good fishing spot. I'm not gonna deny the fact that it looks like a good spot for fishing. But there's no good way to get to it. By the time we got there, the waves were really crashing. We thought that the tide was supposed to be going out. Well, I, I assumed. I wasn't really paying close enough attention to the tide when they go out, when they come in. There's ways to find that information out. I just didn't do it. I just sort of assumed, hey, it was, the tide was in already. So... The next thing that should be happening is that the tide is going to go out again. And so we got out to this rocky uh, edge where the ocean comes in. And a wave break, I guess. I don't know how to describe it, but the waves were crazy. And it was was death-defying. There's a risk of us drowning big time. And at one point, I got washed off the rocks and into the water and got turned all upside down and around. I banged my foot somewhere on something and lost my flipper. I, uh... I don't know. It took me a, a minute or two to realize that my toe was just like, ow, banged up. <clears throat> and um, I just like, oh my god, it was the flipper. I saw the flipper sort of churning around in the water. And I was like, okay, I'll go after it. But I looked at my toe and it was already bruised. Already bruised. Like after a minute. Hurt, bruised, black like blackened it. It started to hurt too. I got the flipper back, so we can't. We ended up coming back to shore with everything we left with, because it's good, because it was not my equipment. That belonged to my brother-in-law, he said. <clears throat> and uh, da, 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 da. yeah. The worst part about the whole situation was Seamus was in such great spirits, and he was really a trooper with all that craziness. But on the way back, 
and told him to swim towards the beach and away from the rocks because he was going to drift back to shore and he was going to end up trapped against the break wall in the rocks with the waves crashing and that's exactly what ended up happening. I told him, first of all, I told him, stop crying. Then I told him, swim this way. And he saw what I was telling him to do, and he just didn't do it. He didn't paddle. He didn't move his body at all. So he got trapped. Yes, round of applause for that. He got trapped, and he got scared, and then even though he was already crying and upset, I decided that would be a great time to yell at him, drop some F-bombs, told him, like, oh, you to fucking do it, I told you where to go, and you didn't fucking listen. So, I made him feel worse. That was the, that was the lowest point of the trip for me. I, I should have just helped him and rescued him instead of berating him. He was like, I just want to sit, when we finally got back, he was just like, I just want to stay here and on the couch and not do anything else for the rest of the day, and I, I just, I supported him in that. Um, it was unfortunate that I had to be an asshole, so that was, that was great. Aside from wanting to punch my mom in the face for being a fucking conservative cunt, I just um, was a really good uh, guest and had a good time. Seamus had zero complaints and was a little prince. The sweetest. I've mentioned it before on the podcast that he was just terrific. And, uh, you know, I know that I did make, I did make a point to say how great he was during the trip, so if you've listened to the podcast, all of them, which I'm sure you all have, you've heard me talk about how great Seamus was, and that I couldn't ask for a better kid. Which is true. He's he's great. He's really great. He terrorizes his brother and sister, but fuck it. That's such brothers for you. They always do that. <clears throat> um so yeah, so he was great and then but I of course had to be an asshole at least some at least at one point. But not nearly as bad as things would have been years ago. I think with being in the the NA program, any fellowship that I go to, I've learned a lot about my own behavior and my own uh, negativity and, uh, what do you call it, um, character defects, to know that, you know, I need to just slow down, don't go attacking people and being a jerk to everybody and ruining this whole trip, you know, that's what my dad would do. Must be a, an addict thing. He's, he's an alcoholic, and he's really good at just wrecking a good time for everybody. I couldn't help doing little digs at my mom about what a conservative shit stain she is. I, 
it's not even all about Trump. It's it's a lot to do with just Fox News and that she just she just is like a loyal Nazi. Trump is not the worst part of it. It's the whole conservative movement. All this goddamn pieces of shit in Congress. Speaker of the House, uh, Ryan. Goddamn piece of garbage. Faggot. Asshole. And I just got hit in the head with some fucking can of aerosol oxycodone. Felt like I got punched with, you know, a baby fist, but punched nonetheless. Alright, this is a really long segment. So, um, there's no way anybody is ever going to listen to this. Not a chance. But I don't know what to tell you. But I got nothing else to do tonight, so I'm just going to keep going. It's going to be the longest podcast on record. Alright, I'll take a quick break and do a musical interlude, and I'll be back. All right, uh, we're just going to end it now. I've talked about a lot of things, I think, you know, kind of all over the place, but for the most part, I'd say I kind of ran out of stuff to talk about. So um, hopefully the next time I log on and make a another episode. I have some new things to talk about. Hopefully when I log in and make another podcast, I have some good things to talk about. And um, until then, <clears throat> it's been fun. Thank you for listening to Chico Hunter's podcast, which I'm sure nobody's listening to. But if you are, let me know somehow. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. No, don't hit me up on Twitter. Never mind. Anyway, um, thank you very much. Nice to see you. Hope to see you all again very, very soon. Good night.